the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hello, everybody. Hello. I feel like it's been a minute since we were in here. I know, but it... It wasn't. It, it wasn't. was like last week. I know. And I need to let people know that when they hear this, mm-hmm. if they listened to Copper and Silver last week, that they're going to hear us talk about the fact that I don't know who the gorillas are. Then if they go back the week before, they'll You're hear me say, you know, I did know who the gorillas were. <laughs> and they're probably all going, what the fuck is she talking about? Continuity? I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. It's fine. But yeah, I hope you liked that. Uh <laughs> Time has no meaning. Time has no it's wibbly wobbly. It's a flat circle. You know. I got to go pumpkin patching yesterday. I was going to ask. A little you. autumnal activity. And it was so fun. It was with just a bunch of very fun people. There was lots of kiddos, which reminded me that I love kiddos and I'm so glad I don't have any. At the same time, my goodness, I don't think I have it in me to have that kind of energy. I got two little pumpkins to paint some protective Samhain sigils onto and two pumpkins to carve. So I'm very excited about that to put a little candle in them. Uh, I decorated the front lawn, which you'll get to see when you take me home. I'm so excited. I got to see parts of it. Yeah. She sent me pictures, everyone, and they're so much better in person. Mm. Uh, And then let's see what other fall activities. I watched, finally, eight years after it came out, and everybody's been telling me I should watch it. I watched the cartoon Over the Garden Wall, which is an Elijah Wood joint. He's in it. Christopher Lloyd is in it. Okay. It is, I'm still, it's been almost a week, and I'm still having a very difficult time articulating my feelings about it. Really? Because it is about, it's been compared to Dante's Inferno, like in oh. structure. In structure. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's, 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 it's <laughs> an a, animated Dante's Inferno it's for about, children. <laughs> it's definitely about death. Like, that's oh. not really a spoiler or anything. It's the most adorable funny heartwarming heartbreaking existentially upsetting cartoon i've ever watched whoa it's so good the music is so good and it's so sweet and i'm on my second and a half watch through it already wow it's only 10 episodes they're 10 minutes long it's very short oh We've started watching this. I forgot about that. Yeah. They're really short episodes. They're very short. Yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. And the animation style gets in underneath your nostalgia muscle, just like really gets in there and like wedges itself up in there forever. It's wonderful. Is it a little bit like Secret of Nim no. as far as animation? No. Oh, 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 it's, no. It's more like Steamboat Willie, but with color. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds amazing. And now I have to go watch it. Yes. And finish it. Yeah. It'll take you an hour and 20 minutes. Mm. Easy peasy. And it'll make me think. It'll make you think. It'll probably Mm. also make you cry. Yeah. Probably. It made me cry. It made me cry and have a lot of feelings and like talking Mm -hmm. and feelings are my two strong suits. (laughs) They're like the two things I'm very good at is words and my feelings. There you go. Uh, I can't articulate them correctly. 
for this feeling. For this feeling. I was going to say, because you're very good at at making those jumps and leaps and bringing them to this world where people can understand. This feeling, I cannot. Yeah. And it's been a long time since a piece of work did that. That's exciting. exciting. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That is. How about you? What's going on with you? Uh, Well, it is. Mercury went direct yesterday on the day that we are recording. We're taking down the studio yeah. upstairs that was always, this will only mean something to sound engineers, it was always under negative 60 unless bus went by. And just in case y'all don't know what that means, it was really good and really quiet. It was just fabulous. Like but no floor noise. Oh, oh, it was beautiful. Nothing. We started to tear it down because we're moving down here to our basement, which has a low ceiling. <laughs> I gotta say, though, I'm already really liking it. Yeah. It's roomy. So when I was looking at you right at the beginning when we were doing our intro, I was like, hey, everybody, this is really cool. Yeah. This is like just a good, it's a good vibe, good space. And I could go full starfish right yeah. now and not hit anything. Yeah. And we can look at each other without being uncomfortable. <laughs> so it's all good. Yeah. While we were tearing stuff down, like knocking off sheetrock and cutting stuff and Tomorrow, my future, one of my future son-in-laws is going to come over and help us because we got to a point where we're not quite strong enough. But I am definitely stronger than I was when I started this process three days ago and know a lot more dikey things because my lovely dikey wife has been teaching me along the way. She might as well have a Home Depot shirt on. There you go. Just I used it as spell work. Yeah. At one point, I don't know what happened. I think part of it was I'm giving this up, you know, which is okay because we're making this huge transition and we're podcasting more than I'm doing voiceover, which I want to. This is a shift I want to make. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank you. We love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so I was tearing stuff down and I was like, Mitch McConnell, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Rick Cav- Kavanaugh, blah, 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 you know, and Matt Gates, blah, 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 blah. Just like the gu- and I can never remember. Oh, now, of course, I do Rick DeSantis's. Ah. So I was like, the governor of Florida and the governor of Texas and saying things afterward and just and it just felt so fucking good. Yeah, I love to break stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's mm-hmm. cathartic. It was. There's a reason in most like coming of age teen movies, there's a scene where they go to a junkyard and smash mm. stuff up. I'm going to do a little post about it like on Patreon for mm. sure about some stuff that people can do in their everyday. But I just want to say out there to listeners who aren't on our Patreon, go smash something yeah. in your curses or your hexes or even just your rage that you just want to get it out if you don't curse or hex. Man, it was good. And if you're in a position where you can't just smash stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I used to do in college when I was very, very, very poor was I would snap spaghetti in half. <gasps> oh, I love that. Like I would just take a couple things of spaghetti and just like Meh! snap it. That's so good. You still cook it. Yeah. So Tammy, we're, we're moving lots of stuff down. She goes, my God, you have a lot of stuff. I went, but I'm not a hoarder. She goes, oh, no, mm, I'm not. She goes, I just don't understand where you're getting all the money. I said, it's called buy nothing. Yeah, buy nothing (laughs) is a huge thing. Yes, and we just got rid of lots of stuff. So witches on a budget, thrift stores. Thrift stores. Buy nothing. Clothing exchanges. Oh, my gosh. And you know what? It's what we should be doing anyway. Because I'm sorry, I did the should thing. It's 
it's something that I aspire to try to do for the environment and the world anyway. Yes. But it also keeps my cost down. Commerce doesn't yeah. have to be capitalism. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's all my babble for today. I love it. Yeah. I'm especially excited about today's episode because we're doing book reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, Llewellyn. And uh, I cannot wait to talk about the book that I oh, brought with me. I'm so very excited. For my book report today, I'm very excited. I just want to do one thing before yes. we head to, I guess we're skipping the library Just going straight to the bonfire, right. baby. We need to shout out some new patrons. Oh, yeah. We want to shout out Kelsey and Danny. And Renee. And Sophia. Hello, lovely humans. Thank you for being around our bonfire yeah. with us. And Runa. And Runa. Kay. And Runa has her own Patreon. Yep. Which is freaking amazing. Check it out. I don't know if you all know how into Patreon I am. I love it so much. I love being able to interact with everybody and learn stuff from everyone. And on that note, if you are one of our patrons or you want to be one of our patrons, please pop on over and let us know what you'd like to see more of. Yeah. There's something new coming oh, that Corey yes. and I just talked about tonight. Very exciting. Uh, that'll probably start this week. We are growing this thing organically and we need your help. So yeah. let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Just feel free to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing before we head out to the bonfire, thank you to everyone who is rating us on Spotify. We are overwhelmed and appreciative. More and more people are finding us and we know it's because you are taking the time to review us. And on Apple Podcasts, a deep and delightful podcast review from Bookish Cook. A wonderful one from Lindsay at Crafe Creations. Love from East Texas. I'll read this one. It's love your show. Refreshing. I could listen to you guys all day. Brandy. We love you too, Brandy and Lindsay and Bookish Cook. Thank you so much, everyone. We really appreciate you. Okay. <laughs> Let's Ready? do it. Let's go to the bonfire. My book is... Fat and fit. I swear fit I'm going to find fat. that clip and put it in here one of these Mine days. Mine is men are from Mars, right. women are from Venus. What is your book today? My book today is Queer Magic, LGBT plus spirituality and culture from around the world by our very own crush, <laughs> Tomas Prower. No, just me? Is it just me that has a crush no, on Tomas No, Brower? I don't think so. And I, as a matter uh, of fact, Tomas... We love you. We do. We and, just love you so and much. And so did our listeners. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me yeah. too. I get it. This book, I've already recommended it to like half a dozen people just in my life. That's amazing. So, oh, my gosh. First of all, first of all, the introduction is called Embarkation, which I love because okay. the entire book is framed like a journey across the globe, okay? Which he does so well. He does so well. Yeah. You might remember from Warrior Magic when we talked about it, that it's framed as like a journey to all these places. Mm-hmm. That is also how this is written. Oh, I love that. It is so perfectly organized. Like the way it is organized is perfect. And not only is the way it is organized perfect, but he tells you in the introduction how it is organized. Oh my God, I love him. And because of that, how it is meant to be digested, which is so helpful. Mm-hmm. Because if you're going to eat something, you need to know if you need an antacid, right? You do. Yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> this 
this whole book is about so much more than just like queerness. It is also about gender. It is about divinity. It is about it is about so much and it's <sighs> so beautiful. And magic. And magic. Yeah. Yes. That divinity yes. stuff going on there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would love to read a quick little bit from the uh, introduction, if that's all right. Please. If I could, I would just read the whole introduction to all of you, but you didn't sign up for that. So <laughs> he's talking about gender and sexuality. He says, but if our sexual and gender identities are based upon us being men or women who are attracted to men and or women, and we already established that what defines men and women varies from culture to culture and from era to era, then how can we, with absolute unchanging certainty, define the LGBT plus community currently or at any point in history? Or for that matter, how can we define the sexual and gender identities of the all-powerful, omnipresent, immortal gods with these limiting labels mm. and that is like the perfect little soundbite that sort of catches the vibe of the book i think wow i marked i this is not a habit of mine i don't usually mark up my books but i marked the shit out of this <laughs> <laughs> i marked the shit out of this because there was also such as a queer person living in the now there's so many things that we lament not having as a youth. I don't know if you can relate to that. I'm sure you probably can. As as we were talking about earlier, yeah. I am 20 years older than you. So yeah. 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 So there's this there's this sort of beautiful I wish I had, but here it is mm-hmm. kind of thing. He says, had schools taught queer queer world history or queer religious studies so much more of my youth would have been soothed and comforted in knowing that I wasn't alone in both community and spirit. Like this book is so good. <laughs> this book is so good and and I think important. Oh yeah. I think that if you're a queer person who isn't a witch or even if you are a witch who is not a queer person, mm-hmm. this book deals with a uh, quote unquote otherness mm-hmm. in just the most amazing ways. Wow. And He says, you cannot truly separate the human experience from spirituality or spirituality from the human experience. No, you can't. And that's, I think, something so important for us to keep in mind always, that we are human expressions of a divine intention. Yep. Yep. I say that all the time. We are... That was like a good... I feel good about saying that. Yeah. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. Yeah. And... He also lays out very clearly that there are practices from the ancient world and the not so ancient world that are morally disgusting and reprehensible, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that we can't not talk about them because they are part of the history and we yeah. have to learn from it and not do it anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also makes sure to point out that there is a difference between appreciating something and appropriating it. He gives mm. a whole little spiel about that, which I think is great. He also acknowledges outright, like, historians and academics' tendency to focus on, if they're going to focus on queerness, it is always gay men. Mm, That is, like, the most researched, quote-unquote, researched aspect of queerness Mm -hmm. in academia. Which is not fair, because there's a lot of letters in the alphabet mafia, you know what I mean? 
So there are, but I think also one of the reasons that that has happened is because men predominantly, it, we live in a patriarchal society. Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. He he even says like I'm paraphrasing, but he says like for so long women didn't matter. Yeah. To not that they didn't matter, but that they didn't matter to record. Mm-hmm. And, or medical professionals. Or the medical. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, but that is like, he's very, very clear in the introduction about all of these things that you need to understand as contextually true to get the most out of the book. So, yeah. That's very helpful. Wow. And then, as with Warrior Magic, it is organized in a very awesome way. I cannot talk enough about how awesome the organization of this book is. Oh. That's what I wanted to say. So Corey and I were talking, gosh, when were we talking about? Well, you don't know what I'm talking about yet. Sapiosexuality. Okay. Means that a person is sexually attracted to highly intelligent people. Oh. (laughs) So much so that they consider it to be the most important trait in a partner. It is a relatively new word that has become more popular in recent years, both LGBTQ Plus, people and heterosexual people may identify as sapiosexual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I call it a competency kink. Mm. You might have heard it called a competency kink. I have never heard that. that I love that. That is what I have. I, if somebody is is passionate and competent about something, hatch. Oh, my god! Big fan. Yeah. Yeah. So the book starts in the quote unquote cradles of civilization. Mm-hmm. Talks a lot about the... Information and lack of information that we have. Mm-hmm. Particularly, I was interested in how little information there is on queerness coming out of Egypt. You'd think. Right. Yeah. You would think that there'd be a lot more. There is that precious, wonderful tomb where those two men were buried aside one another. And they're clearly in a relationship. But that is like the one. The one big example of queerness it's not really in any laws which is Mm. where you find a lot of historical evidence about queerness and of course it wouldn't have to be in any laws if it was just accepted as natural and and he mentions that he talks about how that must mean it was either not a big deal or a complete Mm non-issue and at the same time there's like big time queerness with their pantheon yeah Oh, yeah. All over the place. Tons of it. Yeah. I won't give anything away regarding that. But like there's it's history so complicated. And the fact that when I was reading this, I was able to follow it, Mm. I think speaks to Tomas's writing style and his organization and his organization. Yeah. So I definitely skipped straight to Latin America because uh, my family is from half my family is from there. So Mm -hmm. I wanted to do that. It comes right on the tail of Pacific Islands, Polynesia. And I have a note here that I just wrote. I find the quote unquote field trip framing endlessly charming. (laughs) Because I do. There's a little quote at the beginning of the Americas section that I found particularly powerful, which is, if nature puts a burden on a man by making him different, it also gives him a power. And I was like, damn, damn. John Fire Lame Deer Sue Medicine Man. That's wow. a hell of a thing to say, my guy. Wow. <laughs> it's beautiful. Yeah. And I learned so much more about the differences because history 
as we're taught in school, likes to homogenize the entire continent of South America and Latin America. Like all of it is completely homogenized into yep. one or two big sweeping ages, yeah. which is incorrect. Like, obviously, everything is so much more complicated than we always thought it was. Currently, Latin America is like the largest foothold of Catholicism in the world, which is a direct result, obviously, of colonialism. And it's it's difficult to have a, a country, a culture that is so divided about its like catholicness and its indigenousness yep yeah if you have if you're like first generation or you have parents who are first generation you're you're probably familiar with the we didn't teach you spanish because we're americans now kind of idea that breaks my heart it sucks to live it's framed that way historically so much down there when we're studying latin america but this breaks down chronologically all of the different ages from Mexica to the Aztecs mm-hmm. to the Mayans to like and it's it frames it in like a discussion about the way I interpreted it because I am me in my body exploring the world in my lens. It really highlighted the way that the toxicity of like exclusive masculinity mm. is so harmful and destructive and how you need a balance to thrive mm-hmm. right and you need diversity to thrive see yeah. that's what i don't understand homogeny kills it does <laughs> homogeny kills crops homogeny Every, kills people homogeny kills creativity homogeny kills everything it kills everything in the words of eddie munson from stranger things oh forced conformity man that's what's killing the kids yeah <laughs> he's, right. he's right there's i i love <laughs> I love learning things I didn't know. Oh, me too. Because I have an approximate knowledge of many things. And I have little notes in here that are like, I did not know this, question mark. And it gave me <laughs> such um, inspiration to go and continue learning wow. about stuff. There's just, can't talk enough about how well this is put together because it's granular enough to be interesting. Mm-hmm. But not so granular as to be alienating, Mm. which is a huge thing when it comes to history and academia. Well, and making it interesting enough to stick with it. It's accessible as heck. And he talks in passionate, but ultimately kind of clinical language about a lot of things because you have to. Mm -hmm. Because you have to take it seriously and be very clear. It's just so good. There's some rituals involved as always there's like spells and things and recipes there's always with tomas other input from people native to those practices it's just it's well cited which i know you love yes you know i do (laughs) i was looking at the footnotes and i was like dada's gonna love this (laughs) and it's just i can't recommend it enough please everybody go buy queer magic by tomas prower whether that's hard copy or Kindle, or whatever, please go buy this. Because if nothing else, it will help you to understand deity in a different way. And on the more mundane world, it might help you to understand somebody you love in a more clear and informed way. 
Oh, Tomas, thank yeah. you. It's a beautiful book. Wow. I could talk about it for another hour, but I won't because it's your turn. <laughs> but you could. I'd be fine. Oh, I could. Maybe we should. I could for sure. <laughs> I could nonstop go oh. on. I have literally made people sit and listen to me talk about it a half a dozen times. Well, I'm excited for you to read Santa Muerta that mm. he wrote. Hey, Tomas, I'm buying it in English and in Spanish because I need to practice. It's- There's so many things coming up this month, the month of October. Mm-hmm. That I have, I need to write down before I say them out loud because I can't quite articulate things the way I want to articulate them Mm -hmm. about Santa Muerta and the Morgan and a lot of other just huge downloads I've been getting Mm -hmm. all of this, all of this year and can't quite translate into human language just yet, but I'm getting closer. She's mentioned in here. Oh, because he's. He writes about her so phenomenally yeah. well. Even just as like a little morsel. He says straight up, like, I wrote a whole book about her. Mm-hmm. Please go read that. But here's the TLDR on, on La Santa Muerte. <laughs> Tell me again, because I heard it a lot when I was editing. Too long TL, too long didn't read. Yep. Is that right? Okay. My age is showing everybody here. <laughs> Let me tuck that in. <laughs> Let it fly. So, <laughs> well. I love Llewellyn. Yes. But I'm doing a wiser book today. I know. I am doing Twist Your Fate. Mm. And I have to say, um, Wiser didn't send this. I bought it. It, Because it's by Teresa Reed. So I know you're all shocked that I (laughs) bought a book by Teresa Reed. You? I know. Shocking, right? Who is that woman? I've been spending, I won't say a lot of time, but. I spend the time that a lot of us spend watching her lives Mm. in the mornings when I can Mm. and then on replay when I can't, which is becoming more and more often because I'm getting busier again. You're so pretty and popular. Oh, that's not why. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I say to my friends when they're too busy to hang out. I'm like, you're so pretty and popular. There you go. But I also get to hang with her in writing class once a month. And she's just been a really wonderful mentor as well. I love her style of speaking. Mm. And you feel like you're sitting in a freaking room with her when you read this book. Nice. And yet at the same time, it's not casual where it needs to be more serious and less colloquial. Okay. When it needs to be colloquial and she's making a point that will hit you on a personal level about astrology and about tarot. Mm. And actually about intuition. Totally forgotten about. So this is the second time I, I, I picked it up again today. I listened to it on my trip this mm-hmm. summer. And then I, I picked it up again today and went through it to make notes. She explains astrology in this book that I could grab onto things. And I don't know. Mm, I don't think that it's because I've been listening and finding out more about it. I think it's because she has boiled it down so succinctly and clearly with little nuggets that you can hang on to. And some of the planets, because they are the planets that they are, repeat certain things and about what they are and what they're like, and they just change because of who they're interacting with. I love that. And to that point, Although it's all really great, I am now madly in love with trying to find out everything I possibly can about my south and my north nodes. Oh. I, I want to do a deep, deep dive. Also about Saturn. 
I kept thinking, I'm about to be 54, and I thought that was your Saturn return. And actually, your Saturn return can happen anywhere between 54 and 58 or 9, I think. Something, it's, a, it's a while. You have to go back to your birth chart mm. when it's in that particular house and when everything else aligns, which she explains in this book. And for the first time, I got it. Oh, nice. And yeah. And I've got her other book, Astrology for Real Life, which is great. This just like goes deeper and yet somehow stays on the surface enough for the layperson. It's wild, too, how you mentioned because you also read the other one. Mm-hmm. And we also hang around Conowin so much and she explains things so well. Mm. Yes, she does. But that there's something about the phrasing mm-hmm. in this that just got in your brain and went ding dong. Yep. And you were like, ah. Oh. Yeah. And that's why I don't know, because we've been hanging around Conowin so much and, and Teresa, I've been hanging around Teresa so much and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is did it finally get in because I've been examining this? But I don't think so. So if you're new to astrology, I really encourage you to read this and let me know what you think. I'd love that so very mm-hmm. much. Because she I just I just all of a sudden went, oh, my gosh, duh, that's what happens. In the, and I've always known that Mars is like of war. But when you pair Mars with certain planets, it shifts and it makes so like if your Mars is in, I'm going to read something. OK, I'm ready. I usually mark up my books all over the place. And I didn't this <gasps> one. I don't know. And you why. read it twice. I or once in some I change. listened to it oh. twice and then I went but I read it today because I'd already read it and okay Saturn returns she does these wonderful oh for one thing she also does the first Uranus square age 21 the Uranus opposition age 42 so she runs you through all that and what to expect from them and the Saturn returns and the no, um, nodal returns and the solar returns which is really interesting because the other thing that she says about solar returns she was a skeptic mm. so I, I kind of don't want to tell you okay because I think you should read it okay but I'll just say it's has something to do with traveling mm. I will just say that and go to the book because it sounds fascinating and I'm going to start to do this. So I have a Mars in Libra. So I'll read that one. Libra Mars leaders are fair, diplomatic, and easy to work with. That is until they need to make a decision. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Corey's laughing because that just described (laughs) me to a T. So funny. To a T. Oh, well, I hope it does anyway. I hope I'm diplomatic and easy to work with. I'm sorry. That was a some scene. When they're in the hot seat, they will go to everyone to ask which is the best way, which which means deals can be left dangling and meetings could quickly go long. Once they've made up their minds, they stick with those decisions. When they go bad, they become passive aggressive. (laughs) Always be up front with them, especially if they are not up front with you. Call them on their shit. Call me on my shit. And Corey does. That's what I love about her. They don't like conflict. I don't. So they will be fast to fix it. If you have this placement, be honest. Try not to people please and be candid when you're not happy. So anyway, she does this for a lot of the planets. That's awesome. And talks to you about what it's like and what if Saturn is in transit. I now understand how to read the transit in a way about why it's affecting us. Mm. And I just went, oh, my God, duh. Oh, duh. I got to tell you, when you start throwing words like transits and squares around, you might as well be speaking Italian, baby, because I don't know what you're talking about. But you sound like you know what you're talking about. 
And I love that. You would you would read this and I will loan it to you okay. because I have a You have it on audio. You I said. have it on audio. Does Teresa read her on audio? No. Oh, I, I wish she did. She thinks her voice doesn't sound good. What? Yeah. And we, the audio right. and I'm like, yeah, it does. I love your but I hate the sound of my own voice. I get it. Oh my God. But she uh she probably doesn't have time. It takes a long time to do an audio book. It sure does, you'd know. Yes, it does. And the woman who reads it, she's good. Great. She's good. She uh I kind of want to listen to some of her fiction if she does fiction. All right. Yeah. And that's not to say she's bad. It's very easy to listen to. You just want to see how she interprets fiction? Mm Mm-hmm. I love that. Just every once in a while, she'll go up in places that it's like, and I'm trying to make this interesting. (laughs) And I'm like, Uh, you know, and I'm just like, okay, did you get tired? Were you tired? Uh, (laughs) Did you just have some espresso? Yeah. I don't want to rank on another. No, no. (laughs) It's fascinating, though. It's fascinating for me to listen to. Because, no, but she's, she is, she's good. She's good. Awesome. Yeah. I was just curious. I know some people do their own. Yeah. Here's what I'd forgotten. So I wonder if this seed was planted this summer. Corey and I were talking about intuition. Yes. Training it. She has a section at the end where she is talking specifically about training your intuition toward your astral chart during a transit. And it's awesome. Oh, and the other thing that she does in here. So that's the whole last section of the book is this example that you can go through and somebody else has done it and she's reporting on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And saying what this person came up with and how they interpreted their chart and how they went with their gut and what their gut was telling them. She does this all throughout the book. She does these astrocizes instead of exercises. Ah, I love that. So they're just really great. And she has a, a section on tarot, as a matter of fact, breaks that down really simply, really quickly so that you can combine the tarot with your astrology. The other thing that I absolutely love is that I, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that eclipses, I like to work during them. I always have really great success. And now I'm going to go look at my chart a little bit closer and see if there was an eclipse somewhere around when I was born because she does as well. Mm. And she says it's not very usual because it can go wonky and bad. Mm-hmm. Most people don't like to work with and shouldn't work with eclipse energy energy. yeah Yeah. but if you were born on an eclipse or near an eclipse it might work for you Hmm. and i was like oh yay okay yeah it's just so wonderful and so very her you feel like you're just sitting next to a best friend with coffee or cocktails and and learning lots of great stuff I I like her writing style it's really colloquial not quite as colloquial as Juliet Diaz's, yeah. which I also love. That's very conversational, yeah. 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 Oh, well, no, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Anyway, if you like that sort of thing, and I do, yeah, then you'll love this. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited to read it. And then get her other books. Oh, I know what else I was going to say about it. She also gives a resource list. Yes. She says, don't end with me. There's so much information out there and you can dig deeper. And that's the thing. She said this about a couple of things and one of them were the nodes. And I went, oh, I'm going to. (laughs) And so I went to the back of the book and there is a big list there of other authors that she respects. There's one that talks about the nodes. And she's like, this is the best book on nodes, hands down. But I'm not going to tell you what it is because you have to go to the book and look it up. She talks about retrogrades and all of that. It's just awesome. I love anything that makes astrology a little easier to Mm -hmm. understand. Mm -hmm. It just really spoke to me about why, as a witch, so many witches use it. Mm. Because 
as she says, and a lot of people say, and I think I think Kanawan has said this as well. It is not that you follow astrology and everything in your life is going to go perfectly and smoothly. <laughs> that's you know that's not what they're claiming. No. But what they're claiming, what astrology does, and what it absolutely has done for me when I was like tuned in, and very specifically since Kanawan's been in our life, mm-hmm. astrology has made things easier. And I know what to expect. You're not swimming upstream. Mm. You're going with the flow. Mm-hmm. So Llewellyn, my other book, is going to be the Kabbalah, Magic Names by Storm Fairy Wolf, who also has a queer book out right now. Wonderful. That is specifically, I think, for queer men. And I was thinking about trying to get a man we know to read it and come on the podcast and talk about it. A queer man. Sure. Because that would be fun. He also, Storm Fairy Wolf, wrote Magic Names which I have read and do want to talk about, not today, but maybe next time I will do a couple Llewellyns in a row because I've got a couple under my belt. Speaking of queer yeah. witchcraft yeah. and queer books, I if you like scary movies, mm-hmm. I know that I do, you don't, mm, but mm, some of them. Mm. If you like scary movies, this movie would, these, this trilogy would positively freak your being. Okay, no. I don't think you'd like <laughs> it, but I think you would like where it goes. So it's the Fear Street trilogy on Netflix. Oh, yeah. I've so heard about this. Fear Street 1994. And then the second one is Fear Street 1978. And then the third one is Fear Street 1666. <gasps> it starts out. I'm not going to give you any spoilers. Okay. It starts out as what you think is going to be like kind of elevated, but still very fun, campy horror. Mm. Right. A la 1994. Which I was six, but I remember the 90s and I remember it was very nostalgic to watch. Wow. But by the end of the third one, which is 1666, you realize that what this story is actually about is about what happens when ugly hearted, closed minded people create otherness in their community and punish it. It is so good. So if you like scary movies, please watch this trilogy. Because I finished it, I watched one one night and then two yesterday. And I can't stop thinking about it. They're so good. I think I've heard of them before. Probably. They came out last yeah. year uh, around Halloween time. They're so good. So good. I wish I could handle scary movies. It's okay. I did when I was younger. I watched all of the... When we're off the air, I'll tell you all about streets. it. Oh. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, do you want to send up some sparks? I would love to send up sparks. I we've had him on the show. I've talked about him a lot today. Go check out Tomas. Tomas Prower. He is the best. He's Irish Mexican author extraordinaire. Absolutely just effervescently illuminating human being. Yeah. I want to see him speak live. Yes. I want to see him lecture. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be cool. I do have a completely platonic crush on him. I'm just letting everyone know that I have big heart eyes for Tomas Prower. Mm-hmm. So please go check out Queer Magic. That's my spark. Is I, my... I have an author crush on him for sure. Oh, for real? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm in love with his writing. Words are my life. Yeah. <laughs> and when I read his books, I'm like, mm, I so could good. be, I could be, this is inspiring. This is aspirational. Mm. That's cool. Ugh, I love him. <laughs> love you, Tomas. I want to shout out I Love Love, 
They make spiritual sprays, theme sprays. One of them I want to research a little bit more about. I bought it because it just looked so interesting to me. But I also bought a Sagittarius one and I got it and I went, it smells divine. But I also bought Spiritual Sidekick, which is her big one. I bought the oil for Tammy and the spray of Spiritual Sidekick for us. And this is the candle that I'm burning. It is such a... I was going to ask you what that candle yeah. was because it smells so nice. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. The vibes in here are very nice. Yeah. 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 They really are. She's so magic. And it just like whew, came with. Yeah. It is spiritual hygiene magic. So Tammy and I are tearing down the studio. Literal walls coming yeah. down. Yeah. And, you know, we scrap. We squabble. We've been married a long time, you know, and there are power struggles sometimes because I don't know why, because there are. But anyway, we have had such an easy, not just easy, but fun time. And she's been teaching me things. And when I came up with ideas, she's like, I don't think that's going to work. I went, no, here's why I think it will. Most of the time we were like being really easy about it and laughing and joking and hugging and loving and all that. And the two times that we squabbled, she runs into her room and she comes back and she sprays spiritual sidekick <laughs> all over. She goes, that's what you said to do, right? That we've got to get the bad jujus out. And gotta I went, to get all the bad yes. guys out of here. And I kid you not, then the next hours would just go swimmingly perfect. And it's just been so thank you. I love love. Your products are fucking amazing. Listening to that, what I also hear is like two people who want to have a fun, enriching time together mm -hmm. and recognizing when things are going sour and like taking a step to alter the course of that. Yeah. And that's nice. It is nice. I love that for you. Yeah. I love love. <laughs> I love love. <laughs> so yeah, she just makes some really, really great stuff. Amazing. I, just, I can't wait to yeah. go spend too much money at her store. Yeah. And it's it really has been filling up this space and this space totally needed it today because as I told Corey before she came over, it's still a little bit of chaos down here it's, because there's still way too much furniture down here and that will go upstairs. And I anyway. can't see the vision in your head. Oh. So like I this, I'm going to say it, mm -hmm. not so bad. Really? Because the space is bigger than your it office. Is <laughs> and so the same amount of stuff, mm -hmm. even more stuff maybe in I a bigger not. space is fine. <laughs> so I'm excited. I love this candle too because I noticed its smell, but at no point this evening has it made me go, oh God, too much smell. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, I have noticed that as well. It's just absolutely beautiful. I, nice. I love it. And this is the first time I've ordered from her. Teresa has sent some of her stuff before to a, a, like a writing oil, mm. which was so very good. But I'm trying to live on a budget so I can't have everything I want all at once. So. Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of nice, too, because then I got it spread out. And now I'm just like, okay, last, last. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing about candles is I like yeah. to burn them. But yeah, I know. then they go away because yeah. you burned them. <laughs> so now I'm just making a list of my favorites. And that would be, I don't know what she, uh, Mystic. Um, Katie has a new candle company. Uh, oh. The Millennial Medium is Mystico or something like that. I can't remember. I'll look it up, everyone. Awesome. And then I love love. And now I'm like, okay, I can't become addicted to it. Oh, and no. And the one that you introduced me to, Co. Oh, Katoan. Katoan. So now. I, I can't yeah. get any more candles because I can't become addicted to any more shops. I'm done. I, ha I have to order from these three. <laughs> it's so hard, too, because you find people you love and you're like, I mm. want to support your shop. I know. I know. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's that's it for that's today. It. That's it for today. I'm going to go put my nose back in this book. Okay. <laughs> yeah, until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.